0: Hi, my name is Joseph, and today I want to discuss Mega Man Battle Network, which came out on the Game Boy Advance in Japan on March 21st, 2001, North America, October 31st, 2001, and then lastly, but certainly not least, Europe on November 30th, 2001. And then the uh, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection came out on April 14th, 2023. I'm mentioning the Legacy Collection because uh, I played recently the First Battle Network game on the collection, not on the Game Boy Advance. I just want to make sure that that's clear. And um, I just beat it very recently. Um, And I have to say, I've never played the first Mega Man Battle Network growing up. I've only played the second, third, and fourth one Blue Moon, uh, Mega Man 3, Blue, and Mega Man Battle Network 2. I think I did play the fifth one. I owned it, but I never beat it. I always did want to play the first one, but unfortunately, just due to funds uh, growing up, I just never. Uh, own that game personally, despite always having wanting to experience it for myself. I recall uh, that Battle Network had a pretty uh, interesting narration, a story that immersed the player, and I think that was why I wanted to play the first game. And lo and behold, when I played it, uh, it confirmed a lot of my suspicions when I was young. It was really cool to see how a lot of what began uh, in the other series, 2, 3, 4, and so forth, 5 and 6, It began with the first game, not just in terms of gameplay, but also in terms of characteration as well. Um, Right off the bat, despite this being a Game Boy Advance game, I thought it was really cool how they were utilizing foreshadowing. When I say they, I'm talking about Capcom, or I suppose the writers, whoever wrote the story for this game. So what foreshadowing am I discussing? Um, It's established that it's unusual for this Net Navi or Mega Man, to be winning so many battles, especially in com- when compared to net battlers, net battlers seem to be kind of like the uh, law enforcement utilizing uh, net navvies. So, really quickly, in case you guys are not aware, so what are net navies? Uh, those are uh, net navigators or net navvies for short, and they're stored within personal terminal, personal terminals or PETS or pets for short. And the operator is the human individual who controls the Net Navi. So for this game, the operator of Mega Man is Lan. And Lan's dad is Dr. Hikari, or if you're a fan of Mega Man Light. And Wally, Dr. Wally is, of course, the villain of the series. Uh, Wally has a personal grudge. So there will be some minor spoilers. Just keep that in mind. But Wiley has a personal grudge against Dr. Hikari or rather specifically Hikari's family because it gets revealed at the end that it's Dr. Hikari, the grandfather, not Lan's dad, uh, that was pitted against Wiley for a project uh, to decide who would get funding for a project. Wiley focused on robotics. while Dr. Hikari focused on um, the, ne- the network, networking. I, I can't help but feel that's obviously a, a callback or a reference to the original Mega Man, right? Maybe this is an alternate reality where uh, in the original Mega Man world, because we focused on Wiley's research, Hikari was just interacting uh, in that field as well. Maybe he was able to adapt. Uh, but in this instance, instead of focusing on robotics, we're focusing on networking. Uh, but in this world, maybe Wiley didn't want to adapt. Maybe he was not interested in networking. He wanted to focus only on robotics. But that's why Wiley has a grudge against... Akari. Um it was and it gets revealed as well that Lan actually had a twin brother who unfortunately passed away due to heart complications. And it gets revealed that Mega Man actually contains the DNA of Hub, Lan's twin brother. And again, so going back to the deal of foreshadowing, so this is the reason why Mega Man was able to do the feats that he did during the game uh, and the narration does pinpoint there's like a little news organization, a battle LM or something like that that basically discusses um, or in other characters as well like Chad, Eugene Chad who says of uh, the operator of Proto Man who states how are you able to, to beat us when you're just a regular net navy? what's going on and it gets revealed at the end that Hakaru or the the, the dr. Hakari the grandfather uh, his son, uh, Lan's dad, also a doctor as well, which uh, is we'll called Makari, so the grandfather, Dr. Hakari, Hakari, and then Lan. Hakari, uh, uh, he um, chose to use... Oh, no, excuse me, everyone. I lost my train of thought. Well, um, oh yeah, excuse me. So, Hakari, he was doing research into doing a new form of net navvies that utilized uh, a, a new form of connection between the operator and the NetNavi, and what better way to do that than with DNA? But the issue was that uh, if it was 100% dna from the operator combined with the net navi then they'll be sharing their life force so whatever the net navi feels the operator will be fooling as well and uh, because of this Mega Man and land they had about a 99.1 uh match on purpose unfortunately wizard man does incapitate megaman or it looks more like he deletes him but thankfully because of the hub program The 99.1%, or maybe it was 99.9, excuse me, it gets increased to 100%, and lo and behold, Mega Man unleashes his full capabilities. Really great setup for Mega Man Battle Network 2 because everyone is not aware there's going to be, I forgot the technical term, but uh, Soul Fusion, some form of fusioning. It makes a lot of sense in terms of the story and the gameplay aspect. And that's what I mean when I was young, I felt like. the, the, the connections, the foundations that was established in Mega Man Bound Network 1. I wanted to experience that for myself. So again, despite being a kid's game, it's really awesome how the writing, it's quite strong, right? When one thinks of handheld games, they probably think of more like Pokemon, Harvest Moon. I don't really want to include Fire Emblem because if only Fire Emblem was more recently, during the Game Boy Advance era, there was only two Fire Emblem games, Fire Emblem in the West just called Fire Emblem, but I think in Japan it was called something else, it was like the 8th Fire Emblem, um, and then Fire Emblem Sacred Stones, I think the first one was called Fire Emblem Blazing something, something along that line, um, but I, uh, Fire Emblem is a little bit different because that does usually contain a story. But the story is not usually as emotional as Mega Man was portraying it to be. I'm not going to lie, there's a couple moments. I didn't tear up, but I did feel my, my, my heart uh, beating in my chest. Like, well, this is such a nice, uh, positive moment that's occurring. A really good example is when at the end, so I love how the original Mega Man games, uh, at the end, you there's a gauntlet of fighting the bosses. All the bosses that were fought up to that point are fought again. Thankfully, something like that is not done for Mega Man Battle Network because I think they were aware, Capcom were aware that this was an action RPG, not an action shooter. So, what they did instead was reutilize a lot of the stages from the bosses. Uh, so, you just went through the stages, and it was really cool because at the end of that stage, there was an element that Mega Man needed to destroy. And there was always an obstacle that prevented him from reaching that element. And um, all the relationships that he made throughout the game series, they pop up at the end to assist. Not just his friends, but also the people that he assisted, such as Iceman and Dr. Freud. And of course, Iceman, uh, I don't believe his son. No, his son was discussed how he was missing, but there was a lot of characterization for the father as well. And then, of course, uh, Numberman and Mr. Higgs. Uh, so that was really cool, and of course at the end it gets revealed that Mayu, Lan is shocked that they're getting all this assistance and Mayu reveals that she saw Lan going into the secret entrance and she knew he was going to be doing something, so she went to go get assistance for him. Personally, I really love that. Again, you wouldn't really expect female agency within a handheld game, yet here we are discussing what Mayu is doing to assist not just Lan, but the overall story. Really cool, I always knew there was a reason why I like Mayu's character, uh, going back. Um, uh, uh, I liked Lan and Mayu's character a lot And I'm not gonna lie, I always did hope that they would end up together The first game kind of doesn't She I love how she reviews, she does have feelings for Lan <laughs> I think that's so cool Maybe it's a Japanese feature But usually in the West, the women do not approach the, the guy right. Usually, Well, uh, when it comes to dating uh, But it was just really awesome how Mayu tells him well, Of course I have feelings for you, right? And Lan is just confused about that And everyone starts making fun of him oh, Dex Yai, Mega Man, Mayu, and so forth <clears throat> That was a lot of fun, I really did appreciate that Also, the side characters were fun too I'm not gonna lie, I think it's probably because of the anime that I watched, N.T. Warrior uh, It was cool to see Mesa, and I do have her name Oh, Sao, Mesa, and Sao The only character who was not present was Miyu, or Mayo M-I-Y-U Though I think she'll be in the second game uh, One aspect I didn't discuss, and I'll probably be doing a thinking about video about this is just discussing Mesa's character And Mayu kind of going along, you wouldn't really expect subverting of expectations in a kid's property. Yet Mega Man, the game, Battle Network, and also NT warrior they kind of are subverting expectations, Mayu in Battle Network. And then with the uh, supporting cast with NT Warrior. Again, if I do discuss that, I'll be in thinking about video. I wanna focus on Battle Network for right now. But the side characters are really cool. I'm not gonna lie, the boss that I had a lot of trouble with was Shark Man. Not including the final boss, the Life Virus, but Shark Man. <laughs> I think it may just be my gameplay style. Um, I do need to be more patient uh, and utilize the grid more effectively. Um, Sometimes I'll just be moving around the map too much. know again Shark Man, uh, those fins that he sends after you, uh, they do a substantial amount of damage. Um, I'm happy to say that I did not use the Buster max until the very end. and the only reason why I did use it was because there's two bosses at the end. Um, there's two points of the game but there's two bosses you fight straight after one after the other. And the first one was, Ooh, who was it? I forgot. Was it um, Wacko Man and then Proto Man? Unfortunately, I can't recall specifically, but Proto Man, wow, he did really kick my butt the first time around. But thankfully, I was able to learn the pattern, and I was able to uh, uh, beat him the second time around. When it came to the last boss, I'm not going to lie, I was recording myself, and unfortunately, the last session, it didn't record um, from the beginning of it, and I was not aware about that. My, my page where I was streaming did say... It was recording, and at the end when I finished it, I refreshed the page to download the video. That's when it reverted to not live, or I wouldn't say non-live, but not live anymore. And instead of saying like my one hour and 60 minutes or 59 minutes, whatever the time frame was, and instead stayed five minutes. I was like, what? Well, obviously that's not correct. So that's why for the last part, I only have the bosses that's recorded. And So that's unfortunate. But thankfully, um, not much story occurred during that portion. Um, the only part that I did miss out recording was just all the aspects of the friends and the allies helping out Lan and Mega Man. I really did like that. I'm not gonna lie, I am bummed I didn't record that. Uh, a part of me is happy in terms of the gameplay. There was no bosses during that portion. But the other part of me that... I'm always focusing on story narration first. I'm just a little bit upset that I didn't record that, unfortunately. I am planning on replaying it, and um, uh, on, on. I think there is a hard mode. I have to double check, but that probably won't be for a little while. So at this point, I think it's safe to start wrapping up our discussion about Mega Man Battle Network. At this point, the last thing to discuss is: Do I recommend this game? And the answer would be, yes, it's a lot of fun. I personally did not grow up with the original Mega Man. I did watch the cartoon here and there, but never really watched the or played the games. And so I grew up with this iteration of Mega Man Battle Network, and I grew up with the anime a little bit, not really watching it because I was watching other things at the same time. Um, but this version of Mega Man is, I truly feel like, quote, unquote, my version of Mega Man. And in fact, I'll probably be doing another video thinking about discussing Beast Wars as well in addition to Mega Man. Just how I think it was pretty cool out during the 90s. There was a lot of... Retelling of classic stories I say a lot of But now At the top of my head I can only think of Beast Wars and Mega Man Battle Network And I suppose Ghostbusters The animated series Um, But now I'm going away from Mega Man Battle Network Would I recommend this game? Yes I would If you enjoy the original Platforming series You're more than likely going It it will take some adjusting Because this is more a RPG um, Excuse me my cat is rubbing her head This is more of an RPG Slash um, Action game Rather than a platformer action game um, so the grid aspect, it doesn't, it won't take too much getting used to it, but, uh, um, utilizing chips, and I didn't even talk about the chip system, did I? That's a really fun gameplay element that Mega Man Battle Network, the series has. You don't just fight with the buster and charger buster, um, Instead of utilizing the other attack forms from the bosses, you actually have these chips—chips chips from both bosses that you fight, and also chips from enemies that you fight against as uh, against as well. And these chips help to uh, empower Mega Man. There's cannons, swords, mini bombs, uh, Net Navi chips such as Proto Man, who will dash to the nearest enemy—not dash, but teleport and slash them. Um, Roe, who will teleport to the nearest enemy, smack them, and heal Mega Man, and then, of course, um, excuse me, my cat, and of course, Shark Man, who utilizes his fins against the enemy. and I get to get my sweet revenge. Well, I guess it's not revenge, right? Because I'm not doing it again, I'm not doing it against Shark Man, but I guess I, but at least I get to use his attack against my own enemies, right? That's an element that makes Mega Man Bound Network so much fun. Uh, one might be thinking, well, since Capcom already had. So much experience with the original Mega Man, Mega Man X, and Mega Man Zero, why not just continue with the platforming element? And it's more than likely because they had this new gameplay idea that they implemented really well. The classic gameplay is still present with the busting from the Mega Buster and the charging of the Mega Buster. But the utilization of chips, it just makes the gameplay a lot of fun. It makes it a little bit like a, um, like a card based game. But obviously it's not, really right? like Yu-Gi-Oh! or the Pokemon trading card game or the Digimon trading card game. I don't think there's any Digimon games representing that, though, the way there is for Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, unfortunately. Um, but it just has that little bit of an element. And uh, if one is fighting against fire enemies, well, it's best to use aqua chips. If one is fighting against uh, wood or plant-type enemies, it's best to utilize Fire chips, right? So, just another element to keep in mind. And on top of that, you can upgrade Mega Man. And there's two different types of armor that one can acquire the heat armor, which increases Mega Man's attack power, and the wood armor, which increases Mega Man's uh, uh, defensive capabilities. And even when one is using that, you need to keep in mind if you have the wood armor equipped, you better be careful against fire enemies. And if you have aqua, oh, I'm sorry, heat armor, e- the heat armor equipped, you better be careful of aqua enemies or enemies with the aqua element. So again, thank you so much for watching. Would I recommend Mega Man Battle Network? I definitely would. If you have played it, please let me know. What are the elements that you enjoyed? For me personally, it's definitely the story. Even the story is Burrow a little bit basic. I think it does it I think it does a great job of setting up all the characters, the side characters and the main characters. And of course our protagonists, Mega Man and Lan, or Lan and Mega Man slash hub i'm really looking forward to playing mega man battle number two that's the one that i personally played growing up so i know there's going to be an element of an element of nostalgia although there is nostalgia for Mega Man.exe, the fact that i was able to enjoy the first game i think is really telling of the gameplay and the quality of the uh, the quality of the game itself in terms of the gameplay storytelling and just fun aspect uh, I'll do my best to make sure I'll keep my rose tinted glasses contained for the second game because I don't want to I want to make sure that I critique it uh, uh, positively but also fairly as well. I don't want to just love it because I grew up with it. And um, yeah, so again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're jacking in, let me know if, what kind of chips you're utilizing and uh, who your favorite net is. In case you guys are curious, jacking in is a term from uh, Jack in Mega Man. It's a, it's a term from the Battle Network series. <laughs> have a great day and take care everyone again thank you for listening i really do appreciate it